0: When was the last time you checked to see if the beneficiaries listed on all of your accounts are exactly as you want them to be? If you can't remember when, you're not alone. Today, we're going to explain why it's vitally important that you get into a regular habit of dedicating a very small amount of time to doing something that I call a beneficiary checkup. This exercise is one of the most overlooked tools in financial planning and it's very easy to do and it's one of the best tips that I can share with you. If you haven't listened to any other episode, I really hope you listen to this one. Hello and welcome. Danette here. Thank you for joining us. I hope you're having an amazing day. If you're new here or haven't already, Please consider subscribing so that you can be updated when I release new episodes where I share tips and strategies to help you navigate your financial journey. Life is changing rapidly. We don't even realize how quickly things can change. There are births in the family, marriages, job changes, moving. Sometimes we have losses in our family where we lose a family member And it's so important that we take some time to double-check our planning strategies. It's important to take a few minutes, not a lot of time, to do something that I'm calling a beneficiary checkup. Today we're going to discuss three things. First, we'll discuss clearly defining your beneficiaries. Second, we'll talk about communicating that with your family and why it's so important. And third, we'll talk about doing something called a beneficiary checkup. This is not a difficult process. It's something very easy and can be done in just a few minutes once you get started. And at the end, we're going to spend some time talking about the difference between a primary beneficiary and a contingent beneficiary. Contingent beneficiaries are one of the most misunderstood financial terms, and we're going to talk about that at the end of this episode. If you're ready, let's get started. Danette here, and welcome to the Ready to Retire podcast, where we share real-life stories and actionable tips and strategies to help you along your financial journey. Are you ready to retire? Let's go. As a newly minted financial advisor in 1999, I learned the magnitude of the importance of helping my clients clearly define their beneficiaries. It started with my one of my very first clients. His name was Robert, and he was a business owner. He was a father. He had a 19-year-old daughter. He had been divorced twice. And he fancied himself a day trader before the dot-com bubble burst. And he was pretty active in the market, and we ended up having a lot of conversations. About six months after we started working together, I got a call one day from his best friend. And his best friend said, Danette, I'm calling to let you know that Robert passed away. I was shocked, shocked and devastated. He was only 42 years old, and over the past previous six months, we had talked pretty often and really had gotten to become friends, and what happened next was unbelievable. He did have a life insurance policy, but he never updated the beneficiary, so his second ex-wife, not the mother of his daughter, was still named as the beneficiary. Even though they had been divorced for more than five years, they never spoke to each other and didn't really like each other. She took the position that he must have wanted her to have the money, and she did keep all of the money from the life insurance, not giving a penny to his daughter. And it was definitely within her legal right. That experience taught me how vitally important doing a beneficiary checkup is regardless of your level of wealth, your level of income, or your age. Creating a beneficiary plan is easy and fast, and we're going to show you how to put a plan in place to make sure that something like that doesn't happen to you and your family. The first step in this three-step process is clearly defining your beneficiaries. What exactly do I mean by that? I want you to start thinking about who you want to inherit what. What treasured valuables do you have and how do you want them to pass along? What do you want to have happen to um, your vehicles or your home? Are you in a blended family situation and Do you have children from different marriages, which is very common these days? How are you going to divide up your assets with other members of your family? And the first step is having a vision of what it is you want to have happen and share that with your spouse or your partner. You want to make sure that you and your spouse or partner are on the same page And that you both agree of how you want things to go. And it can be challenging in the case of second marriages. Because if you have two kids from one marriage, and you have one kid from one marriage, some side of the family might say, oh, let's divide things 50-50. And the one child would get 50%, and the other two children would get 25% each, 25 each. And another side of the family might say, no, there's three kids. Let's divide it up into thirds, a third, a third, a third. And so it can be challenging. It gets easily very, very complicated. And we also want to think about who is caring for us, who is helping us in our older years or who is likely to help us in our older years should that child get a little bit extra Or what child is struggling, and what child is needing more support during their lifetime, and maybe they get a little bit less at the end because you've been supporting them during their lifetime. There is no wrong answer here. You really can't make a mistake. What happens, though, is you have these mental ideas of what you want to have happen, but then your planning documents don't reflect what you're hoping to have happen. And this is something that we can do on an annual basis to help get ourselves up to speed. To help you get started with this, we've put together a free guide called Three Steps to Planning an Epic Retirement. We will link to it in the show notes below. This is an awesome free resource that you can download today to help you start the process of identifying all of your assets and starting to map out who in your family you would like to receive what. Step two is having an open communication with your family. There is nothing more important than sitting down with your family and explaining to them exactly what it is that you want to see have happened. First of all, that's going to start with sitting down with your partner or your spouse and making sure that the two of you are on the same page. And then how do you communicate that with your family? This is such an awkward conversation, right? You don't want necessarily to divulge what you have saved what your net worth is, and what your financial situation is. And then also kids don't want us to talk about our own mortality. And so families have a tendency to avoid this conversation, and they also have a tendency to make assumptions. Like we talked about earlier, If there's three kids in the family, they might say a third, a third, a third, but you might be thinking, hey, I've already given this child this many dollars, and so I'm going to give a little bit more to the brother and sister. Having these conversations with your family on a regular basis will help. If something does happen to you and your family is grieving, it's like they're not going to be finding out for the first time What's going on at the point where it's too late to ask you any questions? The reason I did this whole episode is a dear friend of mine came to me and said her mother was dying of cancer. And on the deathbed, the mother said, There's a will. Make sure you and your sisters see the will. Her mother passed away. The stepfather said, I don't know anything about a will. There was never any document given to the daughter uh, or her sisters. And so the last thing that the mother says is, here's a will, and there's no uh, attorney's name, there's no copy of the document, and it created tension with the stepfather, as you can imagine. It was just a tough, tough situation. And it really, again, highlights the importance of checking on your own documents to see where things are, but making sure people have a copy of them. If you go to the trouble of making a will or writing a family trust, make sure that either you give a copy to your children or you make a copy available where they can find it. If you're working with a financial advisor, make sure that person gets a copy. If you're not comfortable talking to your family, Write a letter and put that in with your documents in a place where people can find it. Make a binder. I love binders. And I have a binder that says, if something happens to me, someone can open, everyone knows where it is and they can open it up and go from there. Keeping an open line of communication with your family is very important. Now, the third step is to actually do the beneficiary checkup. In step one, you identified who you wanted to receive what. In step two, we communicated our wishes with our family. Now in step three, we're going to do an internal checkup, and we're going to make a list of all of our assets, and we're going to see where are they actually going to go. So I mentioned the workbook earlier. You can download the workbook and use that as a guide to making a list of your assets. And then double check your documents to make sure that what you think is going where lines up. And you'll want to look at what has changed in your life since the last time you did it. So if this is the first time, if you're watching this episode and you say, yeah, I'm going to do this, and it's the first time you're going to say, okay, for my IRA." I want my spouse to be the primary beneficiary, my kids 50-50. And so you're going to get your IRA statement out and it'll say beneficiaries on there. And you say, yeah, okay, that's right. And if you see something wrong, you can call and easily, easily correct it. Your trust documents, if you have a trust, take a look at them at least every couple of years. And you want to think about how has your life changed? How has your family changed since the last time you did it? Has there been someone born? Has someone passed away? Um, Do you have a child that's dealing with addiction issues or mental issues? And are you going to have to have a different kind of care for them than maybe you originally anticipated? These things are happening in families all the time, like we talked about in the beginning, I would just say every year when you do your tax return, do a beneficiary checkup. Honestly, once you do it the first time, this is an exercise that would take you less than an hour each year. And the benefits to protecting yourself, protecting your family, protecting the people that you love and care about is invaluable. You don't want to have the situation where a life insurance policy of $250,000 goes to your ex-spouse and your daughter gets nothing. Let's talk about the term contingent beneficiary. What most people think is that the contingent beneficiary becomes the primary beneficiary after you pass away. So if I'm married and My husband is the beneficiary and my two sons are the contingent beneficiaries. They think that my husband, when he inherits the IRA, then my kids become the primary beneficiaries. And what actually happens is that the primary beneficiary gets their own account and then they can name whoever they want. If they remarry and name their new spouse as their primary beneficiary, then when their spouse inherits that, if that's what happens, they can name whoever they want. So if you name your spouse as your primary beneficiary, you pass away, your kids can end up getting disinherited. The contingent beneficiary has no right. The only reason a contingent beneficiary comes into play is if the primary beneficiary predeceases the owner of the account. I hope that sheds some light on that subject. If you have any questions about your financial plans and what's going on with your accounts and your beneficiaries, take them to your financial advisor. Have your financial advisor look at your documents, look at what you have going on. We do this process formally with our clients every three years. Um, I recommend that you and I do it personally, at least annually. I have a task set up in my task list, and I forward it every 12 months, and I check my own. If you have any questions about this, you can email me and I would love to hear your comments. Currently right now we're not allowed to have the comments turned on, but we can have comments on our Facebook page. So if you head over to our Facebook page and you want to write a comment, that would be so appreciated. I would love to hear what your thoughts are on this subject. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I'll see you in the next episode. I'm so grateful to have you join me today on the Ready to Retire podcast. If you'd like to learn more information, please visit our website at truenorthwealth.com. Thank you for listening and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.